the staff of the school believe that if you blindly forbid children to do something, then they will certainly revolt. The answer is to allow them to find out for themselves whether these conventions are good or bad. A winter's day in a deep and dark December I am alone Gazing from my window into the streets below On a freshly falling solid shroud of snow I am a rock Got it. <laughs> you would think after so many of these, I would have a script on how to start these episodes, but hey guys, welcome back to Napalm Nanny in the Shack. So for this episode of Napalm and Friends, I have a guest who I've known all of her life and is very much a one-sided relationship because she does not know me for all of my life. And it's my little sister, Anna Hizzy. Hit me. <laughs> <laughs> so what I think is interesting about me and my little sister, period, is that she's a fantastic artist. I do want to say I want to take credit for it, but I honestly can't. You have this really incredible style. Like you said, we were chatting before we started recording and you do multimedia. So I don't know if you kind of want to give us a quick rundown about all the different kinds of art that you do. Um, yeah, so it just means I can't commit to one material. So mostly I'll do um, like pencil drawings and uh, my favorite really is doing acrylic paintings and uh, I, I do like to do different like crafts and like sculpting and clay molding. I think it all started from like what, even when we were young and like we would just play with play-doh and like different like clay and we would make our own little towns on like shoe boxes. We were yeah I mean just kind of go further into that. Growing up we really did I know I love playing with Play-Doh and like I remember the little cakes that I used to make <laughs> as mm -hmm. gross as it sounds I would bite into them and they were like salty and spuck and like they were gross but they looked pretty. Um, yeah, Gigi was a pioneer in that one. <laughs> Gigi definitely was. <laughs> but what I do think is what I do want to call on this like quick memory and it's something that we would definitely have to like dig through our home videos is I remember you created these little the character from Bugs Life. Without of clay, you created the characters in the oh. movie. 
And my mom was like so impressed by it. So she like brings out the camera and she starts recording. And you know, here's this golden child that's like artistic and smart and well behaved. Well, you weren't very well behaved. You were kind of strange. Like, <laughs> uh, I do want to throw this in there. Anais had this habit of hissing at people. You really thought you were a cat, Anna. As I a still kid. do. <laughs> so anyone that you didn't like, you would start hissing. I thought was hilarious. So I would just like kind of sit back and I'm just like, yeah, that's my little sister. Um, so anyway, that was like a bit of a side yeah. note. <laughs> my mom was really impressed that by these artistic skills and my earliest memories of you being an artist is my mom bringing your drawings up on the refrigerator and i'm not gonna lie it did cause some jealousy on my behalf where i'm just like well my art is just as good no like uh, and then i do want to say by the end of this video there can only be one in the family so this this is going to end with one of us like being kicked out of the family so how was the evolution of that because like, i remember in high school you even took art classes and then it evolved further than that but if you want to give us a little bit of insight of what it was like in your high school art classes um yeah i think like building up to that point i remember um i think even like elementary middle school i had drawn the movie covers of like the different like disney vhs's that we had and i remember like showing my dad or our dad it's a mexican thing and uh I was like, hey, look at my drawings. He's all like, oh, that's tracing. Like, that's not a drawing. And I was like, no, I did it. And then he's like, oh, wow, like, really? And then that, that's when, like, that first gave me, like, oh, here I can do something with this. And uh, so in high school, I pretty much, like, did the same thing. And at that point, I was um, looking at different references. And I was starting to look at... Um, different album covers and that's when you had actually introduced me to ska and uh like psychobilly and stuff and so my main drawings at that point were, were like necromantics album covers and and uh different like show flyers and they're pretty easy to like reference from because uh they're a little more cartoony and stuff and so if proportions are off it's not that big of a deal um and yeah i think high school art classes really kind of catapulted me into like refining that skill and I do think it's interesting that you were looking at show flyers because it's, they're cartoony. And what I really enjoyed about these like psychobilly ska and like punk flyers is that anything goes. Mm -hmm. The more, I guess, I don't want to say ridiculous that they look, but the more unrefined that like they look. Exaggerated, the yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know that's one of my favorite things to look at, like going back to like the Allen mm -hmm. days and looking back at all these backyard shows that I would go to. That was one of my favorite things, like being handed these flyers and saying, it's like, hey, show up, or, you know, so-and-so day was at so-and-so time, like these are the bands that are playing. And it's like, shit, the time and effort that someone took to create this flyer is amazing. And then before we started recording, you know, you said that you would also create your own movie posters and create your own, um, like album covers. So what was your thought process behind that? Yeah, so really, because it, it, once you like look at enough of them, you kind of, you can tell a pattern of like, okay, here, here's an angry face, here's some cuffed up pants, here's a, an oversized skull. And like, you just kind of like start throwing all those things together. And um, I think once after like drawing a bunch of them, you kind of create your own, uh, I almost want to call it like artist dictionary. Like, okay, like I'm gonna draw a skull. Like this is uh, the way I've seen them being drawn. I'm gonna draw like my own rendition of it. So I think it was really just like a mesh. I, I don't want to say like, it was definitely like not original, but it was just like a mesh of most everything else I had looked at. And I was like, okay, this is my interpretation now. Okay. So then going from your teen years and like your punk roots, 
how did that translate into college? Because you went to Cal State University of Fullerton and there you were studying art. So how did that translate into a college classroom? So that one, it was funny, I remember in, it was Art 101 and one of the projects that we had to do was um, you had to do your own version of the color wheel. And I did pretty much like, I was like, okay, something circular, something that can be a lot of different colors and just whatever, like your own um, variation of it. And I drew, uh, this is like the closest thing to like a punk reference would be, I did a mosh pit and each guy in the mosh pit that was like in that circle had a mohawk and each mohawk was a different color of the color wheel. And uh, I'm feeling really proud about that. but I, I did take other art classes, which were um, like life drawing, um, oil painting, where like I inhaled a lot of fumes or I probably shouldn't have. And then... Uh, it's fine. You grew up in the hood. If anything, that might have been safer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the last the last one I had taken was sculpting, which is probably one of the funnest ones where um, you just kind of have to like create stuff out of like found art. Um, pretty much this is like random shit that you find. And uh, it was just like, I guess more fun than anything. And then oddly enough, that's also where like the art career derailed, <laughs> as we had mentioned. Um, but anyway, we're not talking about that part. I'm just talking about until at least not yet. Well, was... <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, also I... during college, you. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I don't know. I mean, you can finish that thought. I had a, I had a question for you. <laughs> no, go for it. I, that thought was going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So. You had mentioned that sculpting was actually one of your more fun classes. So what was your least favorite aspect of this organized systemic way of, or I don't want to say organized or systemic. Okay, let me see. Let me rethink how I can word that. My least favorite class or? I want to say least favorite. Well, I guess we'll kind of start with that. Um, I'd say, God, I feel like it's already been a while. Um, it was one of the life drawing classes and, uh, but it was more geared to like be more animated. And, uh, so I remember that professor, he was more, um, into like the cartoony style. So we would have like naked models come into that class, but you had to like animate it. So you had to like give it like action in the page really. And uh, I think my brain always like wants to get to detail. And I'm like, well, no, I have to like capture everything about this uh, when it's like a live person and transitioning a human being to something more like fluid and cartoony was something that like my brain just like couldn't translate. I guess when it comes to like just the structured version of like teaching art, uh, the thing that I didn't like about the whole format was when I was talking to one of the counselors, he pretty much told me, he's like, yeah, like you're not gonna find a job. And I was like, okay, but um, I guess I was also being kind of picky because I said I wanted to do, if I had stuck with art, I wanted to do um, claymation. And he did bring up a good point. He's like, how many like claymation movies do you really see? And I was like, I guess, but maybe that's because I'm not like animating them. Like <laughs> I could be out there making more. <laughs> no, definitely. But I mean, that's, that's pretty shitty for the counselor to say, but. Yeah, so don't go to them for, for help. No, yeah, it's, it's one of those, I definitely think you should still do claymation because I think it's such a fantastic field. And it's one of those, mm-hmm. like, do it for the simple pleasure of doing it. And we had mentioned earlier, and you jokingly say, said that it was in sculpting class that your entire art career derailed. And it's funny that you say derailed, and it kind of ties back to a previous conversation that we had another day, 
where you flip-flopped through majors when you were in college. You kept going back and forth. So you'd want to give a quick rundown of what you were looking at, things that you were trying out that didn't necessarily suit or didn't, that didn't necessarily make you happy. Yeah, so I played um, musical chairs pretty much in college departments. And uh, like I'd sit in one area for a while and I'm like, okay, not a huge fan of this. Um, first, I started out as international business and I was going to do, you had to pick a foreign language and I was going to do it with Chinese. My high school had Chinese. And then uh, I got into business writing and I thought that was a bunch of BS. And I was like, no way. But I, I liked the math part. I was like, okay, maybe I can be like a math teacher. And then uh, I, uh, I go into the math department and then I'm able to get as far as calculus two. And that's the point where uh, I decided, I was like, nope, this isn't for me. And I, my, the, the way I basically uh, left the math department, um, well, keep in mind at that point, I was always going to do an art minor. Um, so I was taking art classes like while taking math classes. And my exit from the math department was me realizing, oh my God, like I don't understand a single thing on this pop quiz. I didn't study at all, um, but I don't want to leave the page blank. And uh, I still remember the question was something about like, God, I think it was like about, like the velocity of like a wrecking ball or something or something with a wrecking ball. And at that point, that was also when like Miley Cyrus was was really popular so I drew Miley Cyrus on a wrecking ball on my quiz I submitted that and I never went back to that class <laughs> graceful exit graceful graceful yes <laughs> um I, I think I left a good impression on the teacher because I don't remember what well, I didn't really get a grade in that class but whatever whatever scoring he gave me was the one where it doesn't affect your GPA and I'm like thanks bro you did me a solid and I think nice. it was because I drew Miley Cyrus <laughs> oh no hands down dude <laughs> Party in the USA, right? Party at Cal State <laughs> University. Yeah. <Fullerton. laughs> God, he's so much more helpful than the goddamn counselor. <laughs> oh, my tears are in vain. I just lost, lost, lost my But in spite. Just a
You, when you left math as your major, where did you end up from there? From there, I was dabbling in art and I was like, okay, well, like after scratching out all like process of elimination, I was like, okay, we said no business, no math. The only thing left on like my plate of like classes that I, I've uh, started accumulating in is art. So I decided, okay, I'll do um, sculpture, excuse me, so I can use that in uh in like claymation and stuff and then basically i spend like i think a year and a half in the art department and then um, the counselor was like this is pretty much just like a hobby no-go and then i was like oh my god like how am i gonna find a steady job and then i was like well i already have like business classes under my belt and then that's how i got into accounting <laughs> uh, i do want to clarify because i do know that on the internet when people say i'm an accountant they usually think like oh it's code for stripper no she's a legit accountant like, oh, that's is it really code for that? Yeah, it is. Oh my god, it's not the song where it's like, oh, you know, when people want to ask me what I do for a living, I just say I'm an accountant, and it's like code uh, like for stripper because it's <laughs> like whenever someone says I'm an accountant, it's so boring, no one wants to ask any other further questions. I really don't, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is interesting that you flip-flopped through these majors, one being so artistic and creative, and the other one being so critical and like. I mean, I don't want to say detailed because art can be very detailed as well, but mm -hmm. it's almost like very, not almost, but like opposite sides of the brain. And you were mm -hmm. able to balance the two so well, because even today, even though you're working with all these numbers and with these businesses and auditing, you still remain artistic. You still draw, you know, you still, you've just, well, I don't want to say recently, uh, you hung, <laughs> I, <know if> I, <laughs> I mean, you, you've hung these paintings that you've made. You post these ink drawings that you create, which are fantastic. Oh, thanks. You still dabble in it. And I do want to go back to a previous conversation that we had where I brought up in when you were in high school, because I was a very involved mother, still waiting on my child support for that. <laughs> and um, I remember on one of the one on one of these projects that you had to do, I forgot for what class, I forgot what it what it was for exactly, but I remember you ended up drawing because you played basketball briefly when you were in high school. You tried out for tall flags when you were in high school. You tried out for drumline when you were in high school. And for one reason or another, it fell off the wayside. You know, it just didn't work out for one reason or another. And I think that is just so crucial for life in general, because I mean, everything that we try to plan out doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work out. It's just realizing mm -hmm. what your circumstances are, what your goals are, and like kind of assessing what's going to work for you. So it's, it's almost, I guess in other words, it's like being okay with failure, as long as you're just like putting yourself out there, trying your best and then re and then reassessing if it's not working for you. Mm -hmm. I do just want to put that out there for whoever's listening and you're trying and you feel like a failure. That's good. That's a good sign. I mean, even then, like, I don't want to really say failure. I mean, like, if you're just not having a good time, like, just, like, you can like it and be like, well, this isn't for me. Oh, true. Like, it's just finding what jives with you. No, exactly. So it's like, it's exactly that. It's always, it's frequently reassessing your life, reassessing your situation, reassessing whatever the hell that you're looking at, and just figuring out what's going to work best for you. Mm -hmm. And I think you did an excellent job at that. Like, even as a kid, you were always kind of throwing yourself out there and then just always thinking about what would best suit you. Yeah. So it's something that I definitely admire about you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I do. Like, 
I did want to throw this in. I, I did want to throw this in before I forget. While you were in college and while you were experimenting with all these different majors, you were a tattoo apprentice on top of all of that. I was, yes. I personally have an incomplete teapot tattoo on my thigh. Uh, there's a picture to prove it where I'm like almost crying because I was in pain. But you're tattooing me and it's one of my favorite tattoos and it's one of my favorite tattoo stories Aww. to tell because it's like, it's my little sister. Like I'm here to support you in whatever you want to do. So, I mean, if you want to give a little background on your brief tattoo career art. Um, yeah, I honestly can't remember how long exactly. I think it was like two years. Um, yeah, I think I only tattooed on you, myself, and one other person. And uh, it was actually really fun. But um, obviously the parentals weren't too fond of it. And uh, that's where I just kind of kept finding a place or, or trying to find a place of like for art in my life. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that's not it. Uh, but I do still have my tattoo machines. No, yeah, and that's fantastic. I don't know, maybe you could be an accountant like slang tattoos on the side. Yeah, I'm thinking, I don't know, at one point, maybe like tattoos and taxes. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we'll see how that goes.
cause they ain't got lawns Suck a nigga dick or something E-I-O Shitting on these bitches, only thing I know Tipping on the stick, I see the chickens in the pigs They wanna catch us riding dirty with them fiends, I know I ain't a moose, bitch Get out my hay Get out my hay, bitch Get out my hay I ain't a moose, bitch Get out my hay Get out my hay, bitch Get out my hay I ain't a moose, bitch Get out my hay Get out my hay Get out my hay I ain't a moose, bitch Get out my hay Get out my hay, bitch Get out my hay
I guess to wrap up this episode, what advice do you have for budding artists? Do it all. Just just do it. Like not to be naive, but like if you just have an inkling in something, like there don't wait for a sign. Don't wait for any whatever like divine interference. Like just jump into it. And if you think it's not good, like everyone thinks their shit's not good. Oh, very true on that. Yes. <laughs> so just have fun with it really I guess is the ultimate thing because I feel like that's what it's really there for I mean I feel like this ties into a previous episode that I did with George from the hideaway which if you guys haven't checked it out shame on you yeah I'm just gonna bully everyone into listening different <laughs> listening to different episodes um it it, it kind of goes back to a conversation that we were having where it's just do it stay true to yourself and I mean there's gonna be there's going to be people who say that it's shit or there's going to be people that are gonna say Ooh, that serious. Yeah, there's going to be naysayers everywhere, not everywhere you go, but there's going to be mm-hmm. people like that out there. And it's one of those developing a thick skin early on is really mm-hmm. helpful. And knowing that whatever you're doing is for you and whatever small community that you accumulate. And who knows where that small community will take you because it just might keep growing and growing and growing. And I mean, who knows? And it's one of those you don't know till, until you try. And it goes back to your experience on our you just threw yourself out there with all these different, I don't say hobbies, but all these different- Interests. Interests, thank you. And you wouldn't have known if you were good or bad at them until you tried. Yeah, and then like, I think the other thing that I, I feel like pushes me to do, like to try to different things, or I'm like, okay, at one point, like I wanna learn how to fly a plane, I wanna like learn how to weld, all these different things. and. Um, I, I think it's always good just to be like a well-rounded person and then like my goal is to just be like God like I want to do it all <laughs> like you are your own divine interference like do what you will <laughs> yeah most definitely it's like I think people stand in their own way more often than not I think mm-hmm. people exactly scenarios in their head saying I can't do it until I have x y and z and it's yeah creating excuses as to why they can't start versus realizing hey maybe you don't need x y and z to start like all you really need is you and just that little push of confidence mm-hmm. but I'm going to end the episode there. I am so grateful that you gave me a bit of your time, Anna. I know you are incredibly busy. Uh, oh, no. As always, I will make time. <laughs> I'm just very grateful for letting me, for you to let me hold you hostage temporarily. <laughs> uh, you are always more than welcome to come back on whenever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being a guest. And thank you guys for tuning in. So until next time.